Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Waves of Change. I'm Diana Chu, and I'm Dr. Mankit Lee, and we're both therapists here in San Francisco. Welcome back here with us on 2021. This will be our first episode of 2021. Oh, Diana, so much has happened since we posted our last podcast, hasn't it? Yeah, too much has happened. Too much um, has happened. <laughs> it's been like two months. Uh, so I, I actually want to like say something to the audience. Like we were actually thinking of sh- shifting our podcast a little bit, expanding, um, and the expanding. <laughs> and uh, we're Lee and I are in the talks of like doing it, and then something happened yesterday, and we we're like, wait, we have to talk about this. So today is January seventh, and yesterday is January sixth. And uh, when we're recording this, plan to record this. Um, we can't resist and just like, wait, maybe we should process this together um, as Asian Americans. Yeah, I, I do remember we have all these exciting ideas uh, for the podcast. I want to share with everybody. But as we're, mm-hmm. as I was, ta- I was talking about it, I noticed myself checking out, right? I start, start to notice myself feel like these wonderful, exciting ideas are not as important. And instead, what took place was watching the news and witnessing um, terrorists storm the Capitol, mm. right? and and people being ex- um, like fleeing, you know, being having to be extracted. It's it's a very scary time. Evacuated, yeah. And that image, yeah, like the images, right? Me. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I struggled yesterday. I was glued to the TV. I was doom scrolling. Very much so. I, I had a hard time check out our la- check out our episode about doom scrolling. Yeah, <laughs> if you don't know what it is, um, yeah, I do. I did have a similar experience. Um, I I was watching the news, um, you know, and then uh, kind of because it was a busy day uh, yesterday as well uh, with therapy and all those things. Um, so. I, I wasn't paying attention to the news until like really late after work and um, just really engulfing all the information at once. It's really overwhelming. And, and because from the time that I uh, read the news till the time that I sleep, I, I actually don't have like a break in, like really a long break in between. Um, so I, I didn't have a good sleep. It really impacts my psyche. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how about client-wise? And did any of your clients brought up? Um, yes. Yeah, just thinking a little bit about that. What's that like for yeah. you? Um, you know, like there's this one uh, Instagram post that I was reading about, like how therapists are also experiencing the same things that the clients are experiencing in 2020. And I have the same thought of like, oh man, I'm experiencing the same thing as them. And here I'm helping them process, but I myself have not really processed it. <laughs> Where is my therapist to process it before I could, you know, help other people? And I think this is a good space for us to, you know, process a little bit more. Um, how about you? I... I, yes, I have, I work with, uh, I work with teenagers and 
their lives are very much impacted by the behaviors of growing up, what they see on the TV, right? And they are, my clients are very fearful. My patients are very fearful of their future and they have the right to be fearful of their future. And I feel their pain, right? And I fight this urge to to justify it, to say stuff like, oh, you know, it's not that bad or like it'll get better, mm-hmm. right? I notice myself fighting that urge, and I think it's because when they express their pain as they should, it it brings up feelings of hopelessness, hopelessness and dread within me, and I want to ward off those feelings, right? So I think I think that's where my training psychology kicks in, and I start to notice like this is this is I'm being triggered, I'm being activated. So I would definitely seek my own therapy and process this, you know, on my own time. But it's it, it would not be truthful for say it has not impacted me, and also mm. it just breaks my heart to see how much um, the younger generation have to really struggle through this. When I was that, I'm sound like an old man. When I was that age, all I think about was like video games. That's literally what I think yeah. about, right? Video games and what I want to buy at the mall. Like, I don't have to worry about world politics like the way they do. And they do because, like, their world is honestly crumbling around them. Scary times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I work with, like, parents. Um, uh, I had a parenting workshop today. And, and like, the question is, like, asked, how can we talk to children about difficult stuff? Um, and I'm borrowing um, uh, Dr. Anne Louise Lockhart, um, uh, parenting script. Um, so one of the things that she said is you could say to your child is what happened yesterday or what happened on January 6th in our nation was so hard to watch. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things in America's history that has been violent and horrible. I'm here to keep you safe. What questions do you have for me? So like really slow down the process of, um, you know, the, the, the input that you give to the child and also acknowledging that this world, this country experiencing something really terrible and affirming that the child is safe with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so like, I think these are tender moments that we could engage in conversations uh, to really help process, especially for children in younger ages or teenagers Um or even adults, actually. <laughs> I do. I do see when we are scared. We do. All of us regress to an age where we want to feel safe. We want to feel protected. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a very normal human response. And you know, ideally, as adults, we have interjected that element of our parents. So when we are scared, we can tap into that energy. Right, but not yeah. all of us are that lucky, and that's where therapists come in. <laughs> but I do think that fundamentally, all of us are seeking safety right now. I know I am. I'm, I'm seeking safety. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to call my parents. Right. I mean, I'm not talking about politics with them because they're not really super involved. But I just want to hear my mom's voice because he suits me. Right. And yeah. I, I encourage everyone to rethink really about you know who 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 can give you that right now. And even though you mm-hmm. don't think you need it, oh, I'm gonna wake up this morning, just go to work, everything will be fine. You need it. Like, trust me, you need it. 
<laughs> yeah. So, so like being gentle and and allow time, and and I think every person processes it in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I myself um, typically would distance myself a little bit. I need to kind of pendulate, um, uh, like reading the news and then play some video games and then read the news again. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Um, to do, that will help me to process. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And also having walks with my dog, I guess. <laughs> you have a wonderful dog. Yeah. I like to do, do this thing called intellectualize very, very much. <laughs> it's my biggest favorite hobby. It's, trying to, uh, it's, it's fun because I was reading the news as a human being and that got too painful. So I, like oh. kind of, yeah, that got real painful because it's so overwhelming. So I decided to read the news as a behavioral scientist, and it's <laughs> so bizarre. Like I that, that, that switch in my head just like click. I'm like, oh, these are research subjects now, and then and I'm trying to figure out like what, why, what led to this, right? What mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, a lot of things have led to this, but one thing that at least in the world feels like behavioral science is a, is a group think by uh, Ivan Yavis or Yavin Janis, not Yavis, Janis, yeah, Ivan Janis. And Ivan Janis talks about um, the concept group think where uh, when there is an increase in a, a group, um, the group mentality serves as three distinct function. Like, first of all, um, the perception of invulnerability goes up. Right, so the group that's mm-hmm. stone capital, uh, the bigger the group is, the more invulnerable they feel they are, and there's a, a big part of that, right? And um, the second part is close-mindedness, right? Like other information cannot really um, pass through that easily, and finally, there's a pressure to conform, and I think it's a combination of these three by uh, Irving uh, Janis that contribute partially, at least, to what had happened yesterday, and. I this this is a, a podcast for Asian American psychology. So I also want to say, I, I really think that part of the illusion of invulnerability is because, and and this is my assumption, most of the folks uh, storming the Capitol were white, mm-hmm. and I yeah. think I think the whiteness is part of the illusion of invulnerability. <laughs> I really think so. I really think so. Can you tell? Can you say more about that? The whiteness is the illusion of invulnerability. So, like, um, it's like being white has an armor um, yeah. that you know, like, like, like when something hit you, you won't get hurt. Well, I don't think or, that when something hit me is something will not hit me. Right, because mm. I'm not the bad yeah. guy. I have white skin. I'm not the bad yes. guy. So why would the police persecute me? Why would not persecute? Me? Why would the police brutalize me or hurt me any way, shape, or form? I'm not the bad guy. Yeah. I'm the revolutionaryist, or whatever it's called. Right? Yeah. Seeing yourself and as there's also mm-hmm. go ahead. There, go ahead. there's also the the uh, reactions of the police, right? Like or or the law enforcement, like the reactions of, of them is just like, they, they really push their boundary to the really, really close limit before they take drastic actions. When compared to um, 
uh, a Black Lives Matter protest uh, or George like a, a black person. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, 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 it just like, it's a huge contrast of um, the leniency that is yeah. exhibit. Oh yeah. I, I was reading an article how like the first day of protest for George Floyd, an innocent black man that was murdered in broad daylight for, mm-hmm. uh, I think he was like trying to like, hustle a twenty a fake twenty dollar bill or something like that. Yeah, it was like not violent. Yeah. It was not hurting anyone. Right? Yeah. This 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 innocent man was killed in broad daylight. Mm-hmm. And first day of protest, three hundred citizens were arrested. Three hundred. Yesterday, uh I think four died and one of them is a veteran. She's a white woman and she was storming the Capitol. And the whole incident, 50 people got arrested. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, you know, one, like, oh, like he should die or she should die. I'm saying neither of them should have died. Right? Yeah. And I think yesterday is a good demonstration that police could restrain themselves. Right? That police mm-hmm. brutality is not a default. It's a choice. <sighs> That's such a hard thing to swallow as well. If like the 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 realization of the the authority could make a better choice or like a a softer choice, mm-hmm. and and the contrast between both, yeah. I think we're both sitting here, you know, it's a podcast. So like, if we don't talk, we, you know, there's no, it's pretty silent, but I'm trying to describe what's happening right now between us is the, you know, the thoughts becomes a little slower. Um, don't know, like the, uh, the idea of uncertainty um, it's raised. I, I could feel like my, my palms are kind of like sweaty a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Whenever I get frightened, I guess, um, there's always a little bit of a, a rebel inside me. It's in my blood. I'm more <laughs> like a, like a, a, a mini anarchist, if you will. Yeah. Because yeah. I, 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 Yes, what happened was tragic, and what happened did not need to happen, but it did happen, and there were reasons why it did happen, and it's a long mm-hmm. time coming, right? I mean, it's there are folks stroking this flame for four years now, yeah? And I feel like yesterday is a demonstration of a system collapsing. Something died yesterday, right? Not just mm-hmm. people, but literally, like, systematically, something died. A structure died, a fantasy died, like a belief died, right? Maybe the belief that um, there is no racism in America. Maybe that belief died for some when they see the stark difference of like police reactions, for example, right? Something mm-hmm. of the system collapsed. And I believe it's from the, the ashes, if you will, the rebel, we can really build something new. So if you see the news today, right, if you doom scroll today, then you might see that there's a lot of folks talking about um, holding the cops accountable, 
Like there's going to mm. be an investigation of what happened. Why was uh, the police, the Capitol Police, so lax? What happened here? It was like a huge defense breach, right? Yeah. Also, uh, President-elect Biden got pushed through, and uh, all those like senators and congressmen that were some of them who originally decided to, you know, block that, you know, they stepped out. Right. So like, there's movement. There's there's good that came out from this tragedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's that quote that you said earlier? Something about singing about tragedy. Can you find that? I think that was very meaningful. <laughs> it's actually a, a quote that let me let me find that. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A quote that like my uh, my my really good mentor uh, Nisha uh, posted it. Uh, she's a drama therapist as well, and um, uh, let me let me find it. Like, give me some time to, to yeah find yeah do it, that so do that. I just drop that on you. Just drop it on you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. Go ahead. Um, So it's Nisha Sajani. uh, She posted, uh, you know, drama therapy group because I'm a drama therapist and she's a drama therapist. She's also a lecturer at at NYU. Um, She she quoted uh, Bertolt Breck, um, a quote, in the dark times, will there also be singing? Yes, there will also be singing about the dark times. So... It's just the the moment of like, can we find um, kind of like creativity, um, joy in some sense? Singing could potentially be joy, or you know, like or expression. I would say um, in dark times, and how can we cope with the dark times? Um, yeah, it's a beautiful quote. Yeah, yeah. I do think this is a really good time for us to, as Americans, as Asian Americans, to kind of reflect on what we want moving forward. Because I do think what we want matters. And I think now that the system, at least part of the system has collapsed, we have a really good opportunity to rebuild something that speaks to our narrative. That includes mm-hmm. the human, the the Asian American experience, right? You know, while you're talking about rebuilding, mm-hmm. I have the you know the the internal fear of like, is it going to be worse? You know, like, like that. You know, yes, like yesterday is something that I would not have thought of that will happen because I still remember a few years ago when I go to um, you know. Uh, DC, like going to the Capitol um, for as a tourist, you need to like go through so many securities, um, and and it's just like wow, I didn't know that that that's that easy <laughs> to you know to be attacked in some ways. Um, well, because you're not so, white. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. Like I'm afraid that I'm bringing in a water bottle in there, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so I, like my, my question or like my thought, it's like, what if, what if like, like it happens again and this time uh, they're more organized, right? Like, mm-hmm. like there's like all these what ifs that goes into my brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, I, as you're saying that again, that rebel inside me simply said, <laughs> burn it down again. <laughs> We're going to burn it down again and start over. <laughs> You know, it's, 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 it's gal's humor. But I think for me, that is one way that I cope is I, 
I use a lot of humor and I yeah. make fun of everything. And then it's, 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 it's a way for me to go through the day without feeling that crushing despair. Right. But it is, it is, uh, I, I, nothing is trend. Nothing is permanent. Everything is transient. Everything's transient. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I think that's the, 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 reality of everything that everything's transient and we can influence how long something lasts but we cannot keep something forever right things will always change so yeah maybe after something what was built from this can be worse then we'll do everything to advocate for it to be you know more temporary uh, we'll try again and we try again and we try again i think that speaks to the human condition that we just keep trying Right. Yeah. So I think what you're telling us is let's continue to sing, Lee. Let's continue, let's continue to, to sing during the dark times yes. and also the good times. Yes. And so, here's a wonderful song for everybody before that you go. Uh, like, <laughs> like, I'm not going to break into concert right now, but Diana and I have been working very hard over the break. Uh, we got some incredibly exciting things to share with everyone in the upcoming year. So please do stay tuned. Please subscribe if you have not. I would love to chat back with you soon. Goodbye, everybody, this week. Take care. See you next time. Keep singing. <laughs>